Oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let's lift him up on this day that he's blessed us with according to his own goodness and his own mercy. Nothing so good that we have done of our own self that we deserve to be here another day. But it is because the extended unmerited favor of God that he has purpose and he has use for you on today. Well, welcome to With Purpose, our purpose podcast. It is the podcast designed with you in mind, understanding your purpose, your identity in Christ Jesus. For we have to know who we are and to whom we belong. And it's none other than our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. For God the Father has given us unto him. He has chosen you. You are the elite. You are a part of the remnant of people that he is soon to return for. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God because we have made the choice. I have decided, as those songs say, to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. No, no, no turning back. So we are going to do our very best along in submission with the Holy Spirit to live a life that is pleasing unto the Lord day by day. Sometime rising, sometime falling, as we say, but God gets the glory in all that we do. For he said, all things work together for the good of those who are called and elected for his service and his use. So we continue to study the book of John that he said, you may believe. That you may believe, and we're up to chapter 7 as of our own yesterday, as Jesus is continuing his walk, teaching and preaching and showing in many uh, signs and wonders as he comes um, in defense against the church, the church people, which is the Jewish descent at this time, that they feel that. And they are God's chosen people. They are God's chosen peace people, but they have fallen far away from God. And Jesus said he came to restore um, that which was lost. He came to reconcile man back to God. He came to set the captives free. And that is what he's doing as he challenges, challenge um, the church, the Jews in their belief. And what they're teaching the people, these leaders, these Pharisees, uh, what they're teaching and leading the people into is not of God. And that is why they hated him so. They had changed uh, what the church was about. They had changed what the word was meant for and had made it burdensome on the people. So Jesus is here in chapter 7, again, confronting the Pharisees as he continued his journey. He is now uh, time for, again, another feast. And know that Jesus' life and, and these events are all centered around these holy days that we now change to holidays. But it was a holy holy day for the Jews that God had God had given these days and there's seven of them all together seven feasts that lasted throughout the year and now we celebrate them as Passover which is the last supper we celebrate 
revivals, we call them. Um, this one is uh, a revival, so to speak. It is the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles, and that is when all the people would come from uh, different areas for a journey, the pilgrimage, they call it, to come back home that they may worship together. The Feast of the Tabernacles is, is like a the gathering of all the different churches from abroad that come together under one roof just like a revival as we do in the fall and spring of the year these this is where these traditions came from they came from from uh these holy days holy days given unto man time to worship to come together and give god praise and be grateful and thankful for all the things that he's doing done and yet to do in their future so here's jesus again the jews are seeking to to kill him because they are jealous of his teaching that he is going around doing and they know that he has now announced that he is from god he is the son of god and he is the messiah and they're questioning and like we said before you know they've studied the word of uh, of Moses, the writings, the teaching of the Old Testament, and trying to figure out when the Messiah will come, and they would know him when he come, but here he is, and standing before him, and they don't recognize him, because their eyes have been blinded, because of self-righteousness. Self, they, they're going around to establish their own righteousness, righteousness and not the righteousness of God as we learn in the earlier chapter as Jesus has healed this man will thou be made whole he has healed this man of infirmities 38 years and he is told in his bed in the previous chapters and um, they questioned him why are you told in your bed and they knew this man had been lame they didn't even uh, acknowledge the miracle that he now had been healed and made whole they didn't even acknowledge that, but they had fussed him because he they considered him doing labor on the Sabbath day, which is the day of rest, which is Sunday. And Jesus brought this up again as he was teaching. Uh, he had hid himself from them. And when, when, when we say hid, their eyes was blinded to the fact of, a fact of who he was. He wasn't in disguise, but he was shielded. God shielded us from a lot of things. He shielded our eyes for, and we may pray that prayer from danger, seen and unseen. There is a lot of stuff that God shielded us from that we don't even see. And this is what Jesus is doing as he's moving through the crowd. He's there. They see him, but they don't see him. And that's a lot of time how our eyesight is. We know him, but we don't know him. We have to get to the spiritual matter of the thing. But Jesus is there in their midst doing um, the tabernacle stay. And he goes into the synagogue. You know, he has to do the will of the Father. He can't help himself. So he's there in the tabernacle and he is preaching and, and teaching on uh, the word of God again. And people are marveling at his teaching and he's telling them you know who I am you know I am from God and they they're murmuring amongst themselves is this the one the Pharisees that uh say is not the Messiah and they're not even challenging him in his teaching here 
because they couldn't because everything that he's saying was the truth so the people that are uh, the laymen or the lay people that are there, they're witnessing them. They, they said, now, they done made all this ruckus. And they say that he is not the Messiah, but they're, they're not even going against what he's saying right now. Because Jesus said, what I have and what I, I, I speak to you is... It, from the one that sent me it's not I'm not seeking the glory for myself I'm seeking the glory that belongs to God to manifest within each of you in other words the Holy Spirit would have how to come he knew that he was going to die but the Holy Holy Spirit couldn't come until he left here but he said, I'm seeking that glory that you, that God may be revealed in you. He said, listen, y'all have the, the law of Moses and, and which none of y'all follow. Y'all have that law of Moses. Moses gave you the Ten Commandments. Moses also gave you the law of circumcision. That a man child should be circumcised on the eighth day. And if that day fall on the Sabbath day, you're going to circumcise that man child to prevent not following the law of Moses, which was a man which was given the law by God. But you call it the law of Moses. You're going to sacrifice that child. But here I did. I healed a man on the Sabbath day. Made him whole. Healed him from his sin and his infirmity. On the Sabbath day. <laughs> he said there is confusion here. You know, he was, he was letting them know. You have to think of, think on a spiritual level. Your judgment that you're passing it don't line up to the characteristic of who God is the God that you serve what happened is the Pharisees was envious and jealous of the fact that the people was following someone else other than them they wanted to be bowed down to and worship what they say went and nothing else mattered they was leading the people wrong. And Jesus was letting them know you have need of someone to guide you that is truly from God. We're introducing the Holy Spirit unto them. You got to have him. That is your leader because just as Jesus came from God, the Holy Spirit came come from God and who can know him better than Jesus and the Holy Spirit I'm saying you know him but you don't know him because we haven't been in his presence but Jesus came from the presence of God the Holy Spirit came from the presence of God so who better to teach you and that's why the people was following when Jesus teaching and they was mesmerized for it because it was a truth it was a truth Pharisees still resisting and 
and, and Merriman, how can he be so excellent in his teaching and articulate and he is unlearned. He's unlearned. In other words, they say he didn't come through them, through their their schools and, and their the letter of the law of teaching what they studied. He didn't study like they studied. But he said, because of who I am, I am the son of God and I come from him. And the only reason I can know what I know is because I was there. I witnessed it from the beginning. <laughs> and all that Moses was given to Moses was given of God, given of him from God. And Jesus was there from the beginning. Holy Spirit was there from the beginning. They know all things, all things, nothing withheld from them. So this is why the people were so mesmerized. Because Jesus knew without a shadow of a doubt what he was talking about. But the Pharisees wanted to get the glory. So they per continued to persecute him and sought his life. But his time was not yet. His time was not yet. So he continued to teach. He continued to perform miracles there in the sight of the people. But he wanted their minds to begin to be transformed from being in captive, captivity and bondage. The heavy burden that was being laid upon the people of God by the selfish, by these selfish Pharisees. As they continued to debate amongst themselves, Nicodemus spoke up. And, and they questioned the, the word said that uh, a prophet will not come out of Galilee. That was the purpose of Jesus being born in Bethlehem to fulfill the prophecy. It just didn't start when Jesus came on the scene, but this was a prophetic word that started at 42 at that first generation at Adam who could redeem man. That conversation had already taken place. So over 4,000 years, as it was being prophesied through the prophet's mouth, it was being fulfilled. It was being fulfilled. Man, the word of God is so revealing, and uh, it just you just feast on it. And as Jesus said, come unto me. I give you uh, living water out of you shall come living water and as he was talking about the Holy Ghost you shall be filled where you never thirst again and that that, that is uh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God that is what the Word of God do you'll never thirst you'll never hunger again as you seek him he will give you everything that you need you can't get enough of it the more you learn, the more you want to learn. The more you know, the more you want to know. And we can't even contain him in our little old mind. We get so excited just over the little things. But if we just open ourselves up to truly receive him in his fullness, in his wholeness. Oh my God. Oh my God. Life will be transformed. And as your life is transformed, you transform the lives of others. Everything around you. You resist negativity. Resist being negative. Resist being around negative people. Build, build 
get your shield of faith around you to the point that you begin to resist that negative bitterness. Check the Lord, I, I can't stand it. You know, if I, I get to the point where I can't feel him, I'm miserable. So we should always seek him. God, keep me in that perfect peace where you are. Because you can't, we can't make it without him. There is no other way. So we don't want to quench the spirit and we don't want to shame the spirit that he moved away from us. Because we need him. There's no other way that we're going to survive. We go through hurt, we go through pain, we go through shame. This is what they're trying to do to Jesus is to ridicule him to the point where the people stop following him. They want to break him. They want to bind him where he cannot be seen and he cannot be heard by the people. That is what the devil emulate to do to us. Put people in our life, come into contact with people every day that want to cause your hurt, that want to cause your shame, they want to shut your mouth, they don't want you to shine, but God, there is something on the inside of you that keep pushing you to get up, try it again, and it's the auctioning of the Holy Spirit, draw closer to him, draw close to him. Read your word. Get in the word of God. Study. Know who you are. This is why this, 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 this podcast and what we do is so important. Know your identity. Know you have a purpose in God. When you find that out, then your eyes is becoming open. You see a little bit clearer. That is the attack of the enemy that you're confront, confronting the spiritual warfare when you begin to recognize that that you just go into prayer sometimes you're going to have to fast sometimes you're going to have to fast and pray but always pray without ceasing but recognize what it is these spirits are trying to do to you they want to see you destroyed they want to see you a lame duck in the water not moving the devil don't fight against someone that is not his opposition. If you're, if you're not no threat to him, he's not coming after you. But he's coming after you because he know he know your 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 capabilities better than you. Because he's seen you in training. He seems to have seen the struggles that you have faced. He has seen your adversity that you're overcome. He's seen it, and if he know you could get through that, he know the strength that you're going to have for the kingdom and the power that you're going to possess. Man, if they got through that, that, that means that they are onto something. I don't want them to visualize it. I don't want them to see God working behind the scene. I don't want them to see it. Because if they see it, they're going to be a danger. They're going to be a threat to what I'm trying to do. So he consistently beat. But God, who has a plan and a call on your life, Holy Spirit said, go ahead. The saints of old, the elders are in heaven praying for you to overcome. 
You're not alone. Never alone. The prayers of the righteous availeth much and they continue. They continue even when they leave this earth. Rooting for you, you can make it. We overcame, you can do it. Keep that in mind as you ponder, oh, we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. You all be blessed, be safe out there on today as you travel up and down the dangerous highways and byways until we meet again. Many blessings.